This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Okay, with opening day right around the corner, teams are shoring up their rosters. And uh, I guess with the Seattle Mariners, there's a little bit of news coming out today. So I'm Allison Twitter, and I'm here with Greg Johns, covers the Mariners. So, Greg, um, I guess the, uh, the Mariners needed a little help in their bullpen, and they got some of that. So tell us what happened today. Yeah, De- Jerry DePoto went out and got Nick Vincent, the right-hander from the Padres, and, and really kind of shore up the They've had some, some hits. They've taken some hits with Evan Scribner and Ryan Cook and Charlie Furbush all, all having injuries, a couple other guys that, that didn't quite bounce back the way they'd hoped this spring. So they, they really felt they needed one more right-handed arm. I feel like they got a pretty good one in Nick Vincent from the Padres, who had a, a bit of a surplus there, and Vincent had an option. So a guy that, uh, that that's going to come on the club, and he, he's got a spot. Depoto says he's going to be the, the uh, pretty much the, the last guy that they were looking for to, to give them a pretty good group that they feel going forward uh, into the spring, into into opening day, so kind of set up now. They get the Steve Ciszek as the closer, and uh, Joaquin Benoit, uh, the setup guy from the right, and uh, they'll use Vidal Nuno from the left hand, uh, kind of the, the matchup late inning guy there, and then uh, fill in behind them with uh, Tony Zick, a hard throwing young rookie, and uh, and, the, and the opposite end Joel Peralta, a 40 year old uh, right hander with a lot of mileage on him. That's going to be an, another right hander on that that bullpen and. Uh, uh, Mike Montgomery that they're switching over from a starting role to a to a lefty relief uh, to kind of take uh, Charlie Furbush's spot so and then and then bring Vincent into that mix so they feel like that's the the group the seven that they were ready to go forward with and uh, and they feel a lot better I think today they had some some guys that have, have pitched well the spring Don Roach really made a name for himself but uh, he has options and, and a guy without any uh, big time major league experience so they bring in Vincent a guy who's pitched for four years with Padres and, uh, and they had pretty good success pretty good strikeout numbers and uh, they like they like what he's shown yeah so I guess it's not, it wasn't probably a huge shock for you guys that they were were you kind of anticipating and wondering like when they were gonna maybe make a move like this did you think that you know that's, that that could be like something last minute that they would do yeah definitely Allison it was pretty clear that the that, that photo was kind of waiting to see what what he could add here at the end and, and this is you know pretty typical teams are you know the rosters are full of 25 man spots that are you know just fill up and and the Padres were guys looking at Vincent with a guy out of options that they had to make a decision on couldn't send him down without going through waivers so they made a trade to the to the Mariners who had a spot and you know that's that's pretty typical this time of spring and uh, you know there's guys that just aren't going to make one club that fit pretty well on another and a lot of times those guys are pretty important players so uh it's it's an interesting chess match, kind of putting the pieces together here with rosters and down as we come down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys that are out of options, they become very valuable um, in the last few days of spring training, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of changes of teams. Um, okay, so let's go into your bold predictions. So we have three um, pretty uh, really interesting predictions, and we say bold, so we're not saying these things are going to happen, uh, but there's there's things that could happen. So let's start with the first one, which is. Not really too outlandish. Robinson Cano could bounce back and have a uh, an MVP type season, maybe finish in the top three. So, 
Uh, why do you feel that that could happen? Yeah, that's an alternate prediction. Probably would have been a lot bolder a month ago before people <laughs> saw how well uh, Robinson's playing. Robbie has just come out and had a, a dynamite spring. And, you know, a lot of people looked at last year and said, boy, this guy's, you know, he's, he's 33. He's starting to lose it. And, he, and uh, you know, I'm just saying, hey, this, this guy's got, uh, one, a lot of motivation. Two, he's healthy. Uh, and two would probably be number one there, really. I mean, he came to camp. Uh, he had double hernia surgery after last year. And, and, and people don't really know. How, what he was going through and, and how well, how big a difference that is. He's just moving better. His his swing is there this spring. His his hips are better. He's able to turn on the ball and really drive it. And, and, and as a result, kind of wait on pitches a little longer and, and do the things that he's accustomed to doing. I think we're seeing the Robinson Cano that people expect this spring. He's been hitting the heck out of the ball, and I just think that's going to carry forward this year and make a, make a big difference. And as a result, you know, and, and a guy who saw his, his string of all-star streaks snap last year uh, wasn't really the, the, the big-time player. I think he's going to be back. I, I, I'm gonna, my bold prediction is he's going to be a top-three MVP candidate uh, uh, at the end of the year, and, and that would be a big jump forward. Uh, his first year in Seattle, people forget, he was he was fifth in the MVP, MVP voting. People kind of think he had a, <laughs> the expectation so high, people look at that like he didn't have a great year. He was fifth in the uh, AL voting for the MVP, and I, I expect him to take a, a – you're right back up in that picture of the top, uh, you know, elite players in baseball this year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like Seattle, uh, of course, two years ago, they just barely missed the playoffs, and everyone, so many people had them earmarked almost to win the pennant last year. That didn't obviously happen. But, uh, I mean, the Mariners are always a team that everyone expects to be in the mix, and you can't do that. I mean, the Mariners cannot possibly do that unless they have Cano being Cano that they, they signed, right? I mean, he's got to be – he pretty much has to be in the top five MVP, um, really, for all of this to, to kind of work. Just not not that he has to finish in the top five in MVP voting, but that means that he would have had a phenomenal year. And can the Mariners really have a great year without Robinson Cano contributing? He's sure, certainly a big key to it, and there's no question, right. Allison. You know, Felix Hernandez, uh, Nelson Cruz, Cano, Kyle Seager. I mean, this is their core group, and. Uh, and, and if Cano is kind of that, he's the leader of that pack, and, and I expect him to be uh, be what, be that leader again this year. Uh, he's, he's too good a player to uh, to struggle like he did in the first half last year. And, and uh, worth noting, you know, after his first half struggles last year, when he was hitting I think two thirty nine at the uh, you know going to the end of June, uh, he ended up hitting three thirty over the last uh, three months, and uh, I think seventeen homers in that span, and kind of really was back to being a pretty darn good productive player. And he did that, uh, you know, right before he had to go have the double hernia surgery, and, and he wasn't running very well, and couldn't move very well. But so, you know, it's it's in there for Robinson, and I expect, uh, you know, if, if he can keep that health this year, that uh, he'll be back to being that player. Okay, so let's move on to uh, your next bold prediction, was which is that Kyle Seager is going to have a very nice offensive season. So tell us about that prediction. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with with Seager. I'm going to. I'm going to put a big RBI number for Kyle. I'm, I'm looking at 100 RBIs for him this year. That's my prediction with Kyle. And that would be a big jump. He had 74 last year. and, and uh, But I, I really like the way things set up with this Mariner lineup this year. Uh, getting Nori Aoki at the top. I think Cattell Marte is probably going to hit second. He's a guy that uh, really showed a lot last year. Get some on-base guys that can really run, and then you go into that mix with uh, with uh, Cano, if he has a big year, Nelson Cruz batting cleanup, and he puts Seager behind those guys, I just think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. And Kyle is a really, really strong, consistent player. That uh, The one thing he didn't do well last year was hit with runners in scoring position, and uh, he hit 179 with runners in scoring position. And as a result, uh, 74 RBIs, and 
you know, I, I heard some rumblings there. This guy can't hit with runners on and such and such. But, you know, the year before, I think it's worth remembering, Seager hit 301 with the runners in scoring position, had 96 RBIs, and, and uh, he's certainly capable of it. And, I, you know, I think just it's kind of last year, sometimes those sample sizes don't line up right or, or things don't quite fall in. I, th- I think you, 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 uh, you know, get back to more of a, where you expect Seager in that kind of position. And I think with the lineup they've got, I, I expect a, a big production uh, year for, for Kyle Seager. Okay, and let's go on to your third prediction, which is that James Paxton and or Mike Zanino uh, will help the Mariners this season. So, okay, so they're not going to be on the team to start the season. That's where depth comes in, and they provide that. Uh, so both of them obviously have huge uh, potential upsides. Yeah, this is my prediction that it's kind of one of those long-range things. I think we all get so zeroed in on on what things uh, are looking on on March 30th and April 1st and this kind of thing. And sometimes we forget that the, all this talk in the spring, you know, that the, the 25-man roster, who's going to be on it and who's not, a lot of things change once you get playing 162 games. And, and my expectation is James Paxton got sent down uh, to Tacoma. He didn't have a great spring. I, I just have a hunch that this guy's going to be back and, and really play a factor for the Mariners. He's, he's, he's too good. He's, this guy's got all kinds of talent. And when he's healthy, and he's been healthy this spring, he lost some weight. Uh, he, he's 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 capable of being a pretty good uh, major league pitcher, and he's shown that when healthy. Uh, you know, really some dominant type efforts uh, his first couple of years when he was out there on the mound. So, if if he stays healthy, I, he's never been a great spring pitcher. He's never even been a great AAA pitcher. He's one of these guys who just when they come to the big leagues, he was lights out. I remember. Uh, Lloyd McLennan just going, holy cow, this guy looks like Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he's a big lefty and comes over the top, and, and uh, you know, he's got stuff. And, uh, you know, I just he's too good to be uh, stuck in AAA for too long. I just think things happen over the course of time, and I just expect uh, somehow, some way, Paxton's going to be back up in Seattle uh, and, and make an impact at some point. And, and Zanino, Mike Zanino, the catcher, uh, kind of the forgotten man this year, uh, this spring, they, they're really going to send him down to Tacoma and let him just hit and get back to being uh, kind of the, the – offensive player they thought they drafted with the uh, you know top three pick uh, back in 2012 so he's another guy I think he's just too good of a player I think given time and, and ability to relax I think he'll show what he can do down at Tacoma and they want to keep Mike down there and just let him get the advance that he can he kind of got rushed to the majors young uh, they want to give him time down there but things tend to happen you know I just I'm going to be surprised if at some point this year we don't see Zanino back up in the big leagues and uh, and I hope he relaxes and then just kind of shows the player he is at that point. So getting back to Paxton for a second, because it is kind of interesting. You say, like, he's not a great spring pitcher. And it's funny because, like, there's so many players that come into spring training and, and we have to, like, not really look at the results. I mean, there's a lot of established big leaguers who have not good springs and nobody really worries about it. Then you have guys like Paxton who kind of need to make a good showing. So in his last outing before he got sent out, versus the Cubs, it was just not good. It was seven runs, nine hits, four innings pitched, and that capped his uh, spring ERA at 1080. Um, and then, you, you know, for all the things that you just listed, why he's got so much potential to be a good major league pitcher, why why, um, why doesn't he have good springs? And um, how worrisome, I guess, is that, or is it not? Yeah, I, I think it's tough to judge a lot of things uh, in Arizona pitching wise, and pitchers totally. will say the same thing. I mean, you know, it's just it's just a, a difficult environment. Uh, you know, the, the, the dry area, the, the curveball doesn't snap as well, and things like that. You know, some guys are just slower starters. They're, they're working on things. Uh, maybe he approached it wrong. Maybe he needed to come out and and uh, go 
guns a blazing and try to win a job, and I'm sure he did to some degree. But but you also you come into spring and you're working on things, and and I think it's it's, it's sometimes difficult for guys uh, getting that spot. Uh, he didn't pitch well. He admits it, and he, and he takes responsibility for that. He didn't didn't show him what he needed to do uh, this spring. But I I just know. I don't know what it is with James. I do know when he gets uh, in the lights in the big league stadium that, uh, that he can be pretty darn effective, and I've seen it over the years. This administration is new coaching staff, new new GM. Uh, you know, he's new to them. Uh, you know, they they haven't you know seen that in person over day to day to day uh, in his big league career. So, uh, you know, they had to judge by what they had this year. Certainly, the newest tracker coming in, and and James, the guy who hasn't stayed healthy, and and that's been a knock on him. So. You know, they went out and got Nathan Carnes. They went out and got Wade Miley. So those are guys the new the new guys brought in. You know, Paxton probably had to pitch better than those guys to to make the team, and and uh, he didn't this spring. So, you know, that's why he's not here. You know, there's no no big mystery to it. He didn't pitch well enough in spring. But I guess my point, Allison, is over the course of, of a season when he gets out there, I think this guy's pretty good, and I think he's going to show that uh, and be a be a be a, a contributor at some point. Okay, we'll keep our eyes on that. Greg, thank you so much. Enjoy opening day. We'll talk to you after finally the regular season starts. Thanks a lot. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.